Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with the dancing machine, the king of Kentucky backpacking, Mr. Jeremiah Stringer. How are you, man? Hey, dude. I'm doing pretty good. More on that later. That dancing you were doing there, man, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, cutting a rug over here. I'll tell you, man, there's nothing like a good Somerset, Kentucky and dancing away. That's all I'm saying. I do what I can, my brother. There's nothing like it in the world. Hey, can I show you something? Yeah, what do you have to show me here? So it is it is 4.07 in the afternoon. It's a Monday. Yep. And last week, we ended our uh, our episode with me ordering some gear online. Oh, yes. we. Uh, I think I have a Instagram reel. You want a little refresher on uh, where yeah, we found yeah. let's, that? Let's pull that up so we can kind of give an idea for people who maybe didn't hear last week's or watch last week's of uh, what was going on there. Let's talk back. And- All right. Well, if I could put it on the right thing, we will do that. Here we go. All right. It is by Laura Ronick. Her unpopular opinions about backcountry travels and bathroom kits. Country bathroom kits and my unpopular opinions. When it comes to bathroom kits, I would say that the Tent Lab backcountry trial is probably one of the most popular. I have the Deuce number three and I've had it for years. And I mean, it does work well. It works better than most tent stakes or trekking poles. But it's not my favorite because I find it really uncomfortable to dig with, to grasp. It also doesn't work well on hard surfaces. I think one of the best hacks is wrapping the handle with paracord to try and make it more comfortable when digging. But I also think you get the most leverage when you use this trial upside down. This next backcountry trial is actually the REI Snow State. Personally, I think this is one of the most underrated backcountry trials, and a lot of other people would agree with me. It's cheap, lightweight, grips really well in your hand, gives you great leverage when you're digging. But best overall goes to this pack trial. I was recently introduced to this company, and this trial came on its first backpacking trip with me. This trial is such a great design, fits well in your hand, it's lightweight, it's easy to dig with, but that's not the only thing that's so great. Pact makes these tabs that breaks down your poop 10 times faster in the backcountry, as well as kills harmful bacteria. If you're a backcountry camper, you need this to poop more responsibly in the backcountry and to do our part. But if that wasn't enough, if you haven't seen the pack dehydrated wipes, you're missing out. I wish I had these when I started out backpacking with my kiddo. I dehydrated my own wipes at that time, but this is such an easy, smooth way to have wet wipes in the backcountry and to be more comfortable when going to the bathroom. All right. So, so she talked about that pack trowel. And I'd never seen it before, and Jeremiah had never seen it before. Jeremiah, never heard of. Look what came <laughs> in the mail today. You got a recyclable package there. Well, they're pack- they're all about responsible pooping, so they're probably about all about responsible packaging too. So, uh, yeah, uh, you're probably right. Let, let's see what we got here, man. I'm gonna open this up. This is a an official first time ever unboxing on the backpacking podcast. So. Open okay. that sucker up. Let's see what daddy got. Ooh, what's in there? Well, that was a weird sound. Okay. Ooh. Okay, so it's all coming out together here. 
So yeah, we've got the trowel, the poop tabs, and uh, the wipes. So Does the trowel fold up? Is that what I'm seeing? I don't think the trowel folds up. I think what it has is it has this like connector thingy on it. Oh, look at that. I think it's got okay. like a flap. Is it does it not have a flap there that's folding up? I'm gonna show you something here in a second. Let me get this stuff off of here first. Because it's hard to show. Yeah, you might have to break out the pocket knife there. No, no, you don't have to actually. Oh, sustainable packaging as well. Oh yeah. Okay, so here's the trowel. Right here. And this thing is light, dude. Dang, it's way lighter than I thought it looked like on the uh, pictures. Didn't so, we say it was 0.97 ounces? Uh, 1.1 ounces. 1.1 ounces, okay. Yeah, and it looks like you could probably take this thing off if you don't want it, but it's set up so that you can put your uh, wipes and stuff in this thing that goes inside yeah, of here. Sure you, make sure you describe it to everybody because we got a lot of people only listening and not watching. Well, basically, inside of the handle... You have a, well, I guess I guess inside the front of the trowel, there was this little black insert, this plastic insert. And inside mm -hmm. the plastic insert, you can put the uh, tabs, like the wipes, and all that kind of stuff. And then take this, and it should insert directly into the trowel, so you've got it all in one. And then this thing right here on the back, there's, a, there's like a bungee cord section. You just wrap that around the end of it, and it holds it all together inside of your stuff. Oh, it now. So this thing is like, what did we say? It was six inches long. Uh, it no, it's inch? no, it's uh, it's about eight inches. So, and it's got a marking on the back, six inch mark, so you yep. can see how far down in the the hole you dug. And this thing is very slim. It's not like a trowel I've ever seen because it's the same width at the top and the bottom. Because usually it's like a shovel, right? But yeah. this is like an aluminum table leg that's been broken off. And it's only an ounce. I mean, like this thing, and this thing feels rigid. I mean, this feels like you're gonna dig really easy with this. This Does feels feel like you can really get a hand? grip on it. Yeah, because the other ones, uh, the little uh, thin ones, always yeah. feel like they're gonna cut your hand. Yeah. Now this, you're not gonna, you're not gonna cut your hand on this thing, man. This thing's actually really comfortable. Um, and it's got some like, let me let me get my autofocus turned on here so I can pull this up so you guys can see. It's got like some serrated oh. edges right here. Yeah, it's got some mean that, teeth. Show on up it. okay? Yeah, yeah, you can see it pretty good. I mean, that's that's pretty sweet, man. And then you've got this thing that holds all the tabs and stuff. And let's see, man, this is kind of cool. So it all slides into this thing, which slide it the right way, which I, apparently I don't that know how to do yet. So it all goes in there like that, and I dropped it. And then this all slides. It looks like. It all just slides in here somehow. There we go. Just like that. So that's pretty cool, Easy man. So is that going to make it on your uh, next trip? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to take it. I'll, I'll definitely take it on a trip. There's no doubt about that. I'm definitely going to take it on a trip. I mean, that's that's now, a really light trowel, man. I, that was not what I expected. You know I what this means? I expected it to be heavier. This means that... Um, you're going to have to lose the game on your next trip on purpose. Or I could just go dig holes everywhere, you know? <laughs> Come on, man. Let's be sustainable here. We need it to be official. We need an official yeah. poop report back from John Kelly. I'll be sure to set up a tripod so you can watch the whole thing. Yes, we can do a live interview. 
We could do a live interview there. We could. We see could. While I'm, while I'm doing what I'm doing. And we may be removed from our online platforms. These are the wipes. Get the wipes. So what is, that's like a baby wipe that's dehydrated and you put water on it and then it expands. Basically. Yeah, there's about 20 of them in here. There, it doesn't, I'm going to be honest. I think for the price, this is kind of a ripoff. Oh, overpriced. I think maybe. We'll much, see. We'll see. How much are the prices on this stuff? Because you pay for all this out of pocket, of course. It, they We've never even heard of this company before this chick. Yeah, uh, I think the whole thing was like 30 bucks or something. 30 bucks. Like 20 Watch last the, week's episode because we actually said it on the episode, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Let me see if there's a receipt or something in here. Yeah, there's not. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to go with like right around 30 bucks for everything. So now, unused, untested. Would you suggest other people buy it? Unused, untested. I yeah, already like your... the trowel a lot. Like if you just wanted to buy the trowel, I'd be all for that. You know, what did you get besides the wipes and the trowel? Didn't you get one other thing? Oh yeah. The, uh, responsible pooping tabs. Oh my gosh. The, you're talking about the things you poop and throw it in there. Use for faster poop breakdown. And did you re did you happen to read some of the comments from last week? <laughs> no, I haven't looked at them. What did they say? Oh, they were so good. Well, no, they were actually really good. Um, apparently, mycelium is something you can find in in nature. Like, and people will use it when they poop. They'll put whatever. Like, I feel like somebody said it was in bark or something like that. And so you could poop and put the bark in the in there, and it works the same way as those tabs would. Mycelium, that's what it's called. Hang on. Yeah, mycelium. Yeah. Nature's great decomposer. Let me see these comments here. Up to 10 times faster, man. I think it was Doc. I think Doc, Doc I got was the one who left the comment. comment right here. You want me to read it? Mm hmm. Do it. Uh, colon, C O G H L A N. Colon makes a two, six, and 12 egg holder. And I've seen four egg holders on Amazon. We were talking about egg holders last week, too. Yep. Pack tablets for not, uh, for decomposing. I'll look that up when I saw another YouTuber do a video on packed. The mycelium in the tablets can be found in forest duff and rotting trees. Where I hike slash camp, there's usually plenty of both. So add a handful of duff or rotting wood before you cover the cat hole. Now, Doc is a wise guy. He's been around for a while, too. And uh, yeah. I tend to lean toward trusting his judgment. So maybe I have, uh, maybe I've misspoken about using the little responsible poop tabs. Are you, are you, a, are you a responsible pooping bigot? That's the question to ask. Well, the ship hasn't turned yet. Okay. So we'll We'll see, but uh, yeah, we'll see what the captain decides here. I'm gonna be straight up with you, Bill, about the about this uh, trowel. Yeah, this thing is way heavier than like a Ziploc bag. You're talking about the little insert. Yeah, I mean, while I mean, for some people, it doesn't matter, I guess, but to me, I feel like I'd rather just get a Ziploc bag. But I guess because it all holds together the way it does, you know, and it's all like this, and it's all one thing. That's yeah, kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice because it's all in one place. You don't have to carry a bunch of extra stuff, I guess. So I guess if you're going to go poop, just take this in a water bottle, and you're good to go. 
Yeah, you use so let's talk about pooping a little bit more for a second. Yeah, because we never do that yep. on these this channel. <laughs> well, we usually don't start the show with poop. This That's may be uh, You're right. first time. Um so when you poop, let's say you're just at home. Okay. Do you use exclusively baby wipes the whole time? Or do you use some toilet paper as well? And then what compare that to all and when you're at home only toilet paper only baby wipes or some of each and if it's some of each what ratio would you say i use toilet paper only toilet paper only at home and when yep. you're on trail uh you, when i'm on I trail you, i yeah use, i know you have those wipes that you rewet at a different company i don't remember what they yeah, are wissy wipes um what i typically do is i might use a little bit of toilet paper and then i use the wissy wipes just to make sure everything's gone gotcha that's that's what I do when I'm in the backcountry. Now, okay, I'm exploring new ways of using like a bidet. Uh, Justin bidet. from Justin Outdoors has a way that he uses those, and honestly, I kind of think I'm gonna test that. It's kind of gross. What is it? So okay, so this is um just precursor, folks. This is gross. This is not what I do. This is what Justin Outdoors does, and it's gross and and he admits and it's kind of gross but it works and he's still sanitary in the process so what he does is he just he sprays the stuff up in there and then he just uses his hand and puts some soap on it and kind of gets up in there and cleans everything out with his hand mm -hmm. then sprays again and then puts some soap on his hand washes his hands off and he's done yeah i can see why people think that's gross but you know you wash your butt in the shower and I know that that's kind of a separate thing and there's not really like real fecal matter involved. <laughs> Hope, Hope, We're hoping not. Yeah. Shower. Already the fecal matter's gone and you're just kind of cleaning up. But, uh, I don't think my opinion I mean, he's on already that, got soap on his hand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, soap there's on his hand and gonna be clean. And I'm going to be honest, man. He probably, he's probably way cleaner than most people because of it you know well i think that that ten, that technique sounds fantastic as long as you so i do a bidet right i've talked about it a lot yeah if you use the bidet then that cleans away pretty much all of the big mess right right if you're you're hoping for a flawless victory right you want every time <laughs> i'm in the back country i always want a flawless victory which means flawless if victory. you haven't heard the term before it means that when you wipe, there's nothing to wipe, right? Right. It's a flawless right. victory. You're, you're hoping for that. But after using the bidet and then wiping with toilet paper, if you were to go again and try to wipe with toilet paper, then you have the flawless victory already. Like, let's use the bidet, wipe with toilet paper, and you're done. If you do a second wipe with the toilet paper, then pretty much for me, 100% of the time, there's nothing left to wipe. So if you did that and then use the bidet with soap, I don't understand how you could get more clean. That's what I'm saying. I, I think in my mind, that seems to be the best way, the cleanest way overall. Like, yes. And I'll bet you it now, prevents, I'll bet it prevents chafing. Yeah. And I also bet that I don't share food with Justin. <laughs> that's funny man i, I can guarantee that uh that we aren't slapping high fives or anything so 
not shaking hands. Uh, maybe only his left hand, right? Yeah, but you, you know, reach if, you're somebody, if you're somebody who doesn't like people to touch you much, that might be a good way to make that happen. <laughs> you just tell, uh, Let me just tell you, before we shake hands, I do use a bidet and wash with soap. We use him, you know. Yeah, this, you know. This, bear, this hand was up my butt crack just literally like an hour ago. <laughs> people be much less likely to. Uh, how do we talk about this you. stuff? How do we talk about this stuff publicly? Like, I don't even know somebody, how we somebody has to talk about it right I, somebody's I got so. it might as well be us. i guess so man i guess so so anyways I, I i like this trowel i do and i do think it's convenient with the little tab thing here um yeah and you can put your mycelium down in there as well for those of you who aren't bigots for responsible pooping um yeah pretty sweet man I'm, I'll, I'll let you know i will give a, a full-on report on my next trip you gotta you gotta let us know as soon as you use that thing, man. So I will set up I will set up a camera. Oh, you can leave off the camera. We don't need that. You don't want to see it dig? Oh yeah, we can see it dig, just not uh well, yeah, I'm, I'm, come on, dude. I don't even want to see that. Um but we can see it dig. <laughs> I will dig. show you I will show my hands dropping the mycelium tabs. I won't show what they're dropping into. Um and then I will, uh, I will show me using the wet wipes. Okay. On my hands. On your hands. Okay. Yes. Does that sound good? Yes. Yes. Uh, we just don't need any footage where anything would have to be blurred. Oh, no. I don't want to spend that much time editing, to be honest with you. So. <laughs> okay. For, we spent the first 18 minutes on uh, poop. Well, that I mean, we did buy this thing. We did buy this on, or I should say, I bought this last week live online. So, yes, um, we had to get a follow up for that. And again, really I love, I love the fact that you've got the six inch line, like right here. That is cool. That that's that's pretty sweet, man. Because you just dip that down in the hole and make sure it's deep enough. And now looking at it, can I can I be can I share something truthful with you right now? Go ahead. I'd love to hear it. I don't believe I've ever dug a six-inch cat hole in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Some graves are more shallow than others. Uh, yeah, looking uh, at this, I'm going, I don't think my holes have ever been that deep. So uh, I, I apologize to the whole uh, responsible pooping community for my disrespect. I have not – yeah, I don't think I've ever dug a hole that deep. Birdie met the stake. Oh, man. Dude, I'll tell you, my first backpacking trip, I did the Smoky Mountains, and I met Hatchet Man, and I borrowed his hatchet to dig my first cat hole. Um, in the Smokies, you can dig pretty far with a hatchet. Yes, dude. Sometimes the soil is really, really loose where you're trying to poop, and sometimes it's hard as a brick. You never mm -hmm. know what you're going to get. But the hatchet, even on the harder ground, it's not worth it to me to carry a hatchet around to dig my cat holes. Right. But uh, since he already had it, I was like, yeah, that should work out fine. So hopefully that thing will enable you to be a responsible pooper, even though I still prefer in, you know, indoors at home or at least I, a privy. Well, I think we all do that. You know, I will say this. Yeah. Though, I just noticed this while, while you were talking. Let me let me do something here with my camera so you can see this, hopefully. But if you look at the edges of this, those things are sharp, man. Oh, you're going to be digging in there. Is it only one side? Sure 
one side well, is you've straight. Got, you got the jagged edges on one side. You got a really sharp edge on the other side. So, I mean. Yeah, it'll probably do the job, I think. Yeah, they both got their place. Money well spent. We'll find out. We'll definitely find out. But uh, there you go, man. That, that's, that's our update from the field today. If that's what you can call it. Yes. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a good start so, the show. So, Jeremiah, what important stuff do you actually want to talk about? Well, there is one thing that I'm wanting to talk about. And kind of as part of this, give you a little life update. So, I went on a kayaking trip, as I talked about in the last episode. I went on a kayaking trip with Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. That is on YouTube. Backpacking with Jason is the official name. And it's entertaining. Got one life. Live it. <laughs> That's right. He took me on this kayaking trip because we decided instead of going backpacking, since it is super, super hot in Kentucky at the moment, right now it's 86 as we're recording this. And it's we like said, 112 in my garage. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry, man. That's where he's recording at right now. <laughs> I'm inside the house, but, um, yeah, we decided to get out on the lake so we could swim and stuff, etc. being that it's so hot instead of going backpacking and dying. And, um, you know, I had to go back a little bit before I can tell you what happened on the kayaking trip. All right. So okay. remember we got done with the Camino flew back and it was like four days later, I believe that I had to go to the doctor. And they unofficially, officially diagnosed me with a sinus infection. I tested negative for strep, flu, and COVID. Okay. And they put me on like a 10-day broad-spectrum antibiotic. And like it's probably bacterial because if it was a virus, it would already been gone because I'd already been sick from before. And uh, I was like, okay, I'll take the antibiotics. We'll kick this. My body's still recovering from all the traveling stuff. I'll take it easy. Took the antibiotics, tried to take it easy. Of course, it's hard to do. And um, I don't know if the antibiotics is really the cause of this, but I started having esophagus issues. Are you familiar with like the tightness in the chest and like trouble swallowing, even sometimes trouble breathing? A lot of people get it from um, acid reflux. No, that sounds awful. Yeah, it's a... It's like GERD, basically, like a GI issue. GERD? Um, yeah, it's like gastro something. I don't know. You can look it up, but it's super, super common. Um, and I'd never dealt with this before at all in my life. So if you have uh, suggestions, of course, I know you're not a medical professional, but feel free to comment below, give us a little information. Any advice, uh, Jason, actually, I don't think he'd mind me saying that uh, he has dealt with it quite a bit. His dad and brother, I think, as well. Um, I had two or three friends at work that I asked for advice because they deal with it. Um, it'll be like just like your esophagus. It gets super, super tight, and um, they actually will have to go in and stretch it out. Because you'll get to the point where you'll have to like throw up because the food gets stuck in there. Okay, so spell GERD for me. G E R D, but that's an abbreviation for the G -E -R -D. medical. G E R D. Okay, because I look G I R D and I'm going, dude, that doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> so, oh, that's something. <laughs> all right. So, gastroesophageal reflux does. Oh, esophageal reflux. So you're familiar. I know what that is. Yeah. 
I said no okay. about it being called. Well, I don't know if I don't know if if GERD is the specific um, terminology to describe what I'm talking about. It may be like esophagitis or something like that. But it it's a stomach acid typically is from my research, which is like online. Plus, I talked to a doctor yesterday. More to come on that later. Um, like your stomach acid, I guess, gets up in your esophagus, it irritates it, and then it has trouble opening and closing. And then uh, it'll, uh, I don't know if it's swelling or what, causes tightness in there, but food can get stuck. Like I had a buddy that we went and ate Mexican, and then like he threw up at the table because there was food like chips and salsa stuck in his throat while he's trying to eat his burrito or whatever. So it's pretty, pretty nasty and um, can, can cause you to have real trouble breathing. That sounds miserable. Well, it's awful. So I thought I'll look it up. I've I've dealt with, not dealt with, but I've had friends that have dealt with this same thing, and I've witnessed it firsthand. Like, you know, my buddy that I just told you that threw up in front of us at the table because it's just uncontrollable. And I also had talked to Jason about it. And um, online, it said, you know, there can be some triggers if you. If it doesn't go away in a few days, you need to, you know, go talk to your uh, primary care physician. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a few days. I'll take some medicine. So I went and got some Prilosec on the way to meet with Jason. But Prilosec is like a slow release. Right. Uh, it's probably going to help you for a few hours. Yeah. Well, it says it may take one to four days to fully kick in. So okay. like you can take aspirin uh, or not aspirin, Alka-Seltzer. Um, and that can kick in for some people, Tums, Pepto, that kind of stuff, antacids. And it calms the stomach acid. Maybe drink some milk, something that is a base to kind of neutralize the acid. Well, without rambling too much, I took the Prilosec on the way to meet Jason. And then um, we went on the trip. I took it the next day, took it the next day. There was one day that I forgot about it, took it the next day, and it a couple of days after I went kayaking with Jason, it was totally gone. Like I didn't have any uh, GI issues, right? And then okay. that was last week. And then it kind of flares up again. And, you know, common triggers are acidic things, acidic foods, spicy foods, alcohol, uh, can be chocolate, caffeine, coffee, a bunch of different stuff, depending on who you are. So get back from the kayak trip live my normal life. It kind of flares up again. It's, you know, it's hurting when I'm laying down and, uh, I'm not eating a whole lot cause I'm having trouble swallowing. You can feel it. Like if you drink water, you can feel it go down your throat and then get stuck there. And then it stretches out to let the water through and then it'll stay open for maybe 15, 20 seconds. And then it'll kind of tighten back up. So I don't, what? It's, it's miserable. That sounds awful. And, yeah. I hope you don't have to deal with it. So Me either. I hope I don't have to deal with it. I'm thinking that maybe the antibiotics <clears throat> was causing, causing it to flare up. Um, and it could be my fault. Maybe I'm supposed to be eating and I took some antibiotics on an empty stomach multiple times. I don't know. Or maybe I just had an adverse reaction. I normally never take medicine. Maybe like ibuprofen or something on trail, but at okay. home, not really any, I don't take any medicines. So, that had been the first time I was prescribed antibiotics in a while, you know, I'd say at least a year. So I'm thinking that that may have started up, but then yesterday 
or the day before yesterday, I'm, I'm going to bed and I'm like, man, I am so itchy. Like my face was so itchy, my beard. Um, I started getting a rash kind of around my right, uh, my waistline, just in a couple spots on each side. And then I woke up yesterday and the rash was like all around my waist. It was some on, on uh, my left side, a little bit on my right. Was uh, it poison like ivy? Down my no, I, I don't know. I just woke up. My face was all swollen. Even now, like if you look at my forehead, see how it's, I don't know if you can see on camera, but it's red and a little bit puffy. Yeah. I didn't take any pictures um, yesterday. I wish I had, but my face was all swollen up. My eyes look real little. My eyelids were swollen. My lip, my bottom lip was all swollen. And, um, That's we're just nuts, like, man. like, she's like, you have to go to the doctor. And I was like, what, what is it? So I started looking up the symptoms, right? And it's like, sounds like an allergic reaction. You got a lot, uh, your body's all swelled up. It's red. You have a rash in multiple areas. Sounds like you have an allergy to something. And I'm like, what could it be? What, what is it? I don't, nothing has changed. You know, I've been home for a month from our trip to Spain, three weeks or whatever. Why am I all of a sudden getting an allergic reaction to something? And I was like, what is it? And then I thought about it. I was taking a shower. My head's all sore. The hot water's yeah. hurting my head. And uh, it's sensitive to the touch. And I'm like, oh, it clicks. The Prilosec. I've never taken Prilosec before in my life. Really? And I, was, I looked at the Prilosec box like i got out of the shower right looked at the back of the box and at this point i'd been taking it a week and uh, you know each day this kind of rash around my waist was getting a little bit worse and i was like i don't this looks like a heat rash what is the deal like a rash out of nowhere yeah and uh the box said like immediately stop taking if you have trouble swallowing if you develop a rash if you have joint pain and like my, I was thinking back, I was like, my knee out of nowhere and my ankle started hurting randomly. So you had After, every reaction. I was like, what? So, of course, stopped taking the Prilosec, went to the doctor and told her, you know, just like a walk-in clinic. So the nurse practitioner, and she's like, um, yeah, it does sound like allergic reaction. Of course, stopped taking the Prilosec and... Um, She's like, we're going to, if you're okay with it, we're going to give you a couple of steroid shots. And she uh, prescribed me another steroid to take for a five-day dosage. It's like eight tablets the first day, six the next day. Oh, yeah, I get that when I get poison ivy. Yeah, so same thing. Uh, it's prednisone, I think, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. And uh, that's where we are now, dude. I'm all swelled up. I even emailed my boss last night and was like, hey, I've had an allergic reaction. I don't know if I can be there tomorrow. Like. Whenever I move my head, it feels like there's jello on my head and like a bunch of pressure. So, uh, man, I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, it's the antibiotics, which I was still taking on the kayak trip. I think I had one left, or maybe the day before. And then, uh, took that Prilosec on the way to the kayak trip, which we can now circle back to the kayak trip. Yeah. So, so you're getting all this, all this stuff is happening to you while you're on the kayak trip. Uh, just the beginnings. Cause remember I took the, well, the esophagus issues was full on happening on the kayaking trip. Like it had started either the day before or the day before that. So why wasn't that in Jason's video? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, 
I just talked to him about it, but there's really nothing you could do except suffer through. So I'm one that's like, there's no point in complaining if there's nothing I could do about it. Right. There's no solutions I'm bringing to the table. So what's the point in, you know, complaining about on here, I guess it's content, but you know, yeah, I don't know. So you want to talk about the kayaking trip? Sure, man. Tell me all about it. (laughs) Okay. So I I noticed, Um, uh, I noticed you, you definitely did the stakes. Yeah, you. So you saw Jason's video. Yes, I did. Okay. If anybody doesn't know, go to Backpacking with Jason on YouTube. He put out a video on Monday, eight seven twenty three, that everybody can check out if you want to see his point of view of the kayaking trip. So we went to Dale Hollow Lake, which actually is on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee. Got to be careful. Got to be careful, old Dale Hollow Lake, because I'll tell you what'll happen. You'll be out there fishing. And then out of nowhere, the Tennessee, um, I don't know, what are they, like Fish and Wildlife? I don't know what Tennessee's version of Kentucky Fish and Wildlife is, but, you know. I don't think they have a version of Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. I think theirs is Tennessee Fish and Wildlife. I don't know if theirs is called Fish and Wildlife. It's, like, different okay. in every state, I think. Okay. But whatever their version of that entity is, they'll drive their boat up, and they'll check your fishing license. And if you accidentally are on the Tennessee side of the water, then you will get a a hefty ticket for fishing in Tennessee without a license, even though you're a Kentucky resident, Kentucky license, because the lake, like part of the lake's Kentucky, parts Tennessee. It's a straddler, huh? It is a straddler. So, yep, like you said, for dinner, Jason and I, we brought, well, he brought a ribeye. I I brought a, uh, what did Bridget get me? What's expensive cuts of meat? And I was like a $10 steak. She brought it home. She brought home two steaks and it was like $21 and it was only a pound and a half of steak. And I was like, gee, she was like, this is, this is all they had. I was like running a little short on the meat, huh? She wow. couldn't bring home. Or, is it a, oh, it's a New York strip, I believe. Delicious. But it's also I only, it's a great steak, but I only, I only had four bites because I was afraid I'd get choked on it. And I was like, I'm not going to die out here, you know? Because did, my did soft- Jason finish it for you? He had his own steak. Didn't eat it. He he cleaned his plate though. Dude. I mean he had all just that steak. To think of a steak sitting there unused. Dude, I threw away seventy percent of a steak. Breaks a ten dollar heart. Breaks it. I'm I'm sad right now. Dude, can't be more sad than my wallet. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I hear that. Throwing away food. I hear we that. Americans. Okay, so we did, okay, so we got a pork tenderloin this last week. Okay. And it said it was good till August 5th. And so August 3rd, I opened that thing up. Mm-hmm. And dude, it smells like something you put in a cat hole. Like it was awful. And well, I shouldn't say it was terrible yet. I cooked it. And as it was cooking, it just started smelling <sighs> rancid. Like I've never smelled anything like this in my life. And so I was making some Cajun food. And uh, I decided I would taste the broth real quick to see what it tasted like. And I almost threw up. Oh, so you did not eat that pork tenderloin. Oh, heck no. My wife walks into the house uh, that night from work. She has the kids with her and they're all like holding their noses and trying to figure out what the heck is going on inside the house. (laughs) That's just John's cooking. It's just my cooking, man. I'm good. 
No, dude, that, that pork tenderloin was bad. I mean, it was bad. And, oh, wow. So, anyways, you're well, talking you about throwing away food. Up. Yeah, you got to throw that out. You always kind of end up somehow getting a steak in whenever you're with Jason. If you don't bring your own, yeah. he's going to at least tease you with a little bit of his, you know. he Try cut you off a little piece of this. Try it out. I brought, um, you know, you can get those little potatoes oh, that yeah. – at Walmart, it's got the seasoning packet in there, and you microwave it for four or five minutes, throw in the seasoning pack, shake it up. Yeah. So I took some of those. I think I ate three of them. Had to throw the rest away. And what was your energy also, like the next day, bro? I I think you laughed last time I talked about the uh, my watch monitors, my body battery. Yeah. And miserable not sleep right because i'm dealing with the acid reflux and all that it wakes you up every hour or two right plus it's hot you know and you're out by the lake i think when i woke up my body battery was at 13 and just to compare Man. last night i had a normal last night i slept six and a half seven hours you know got up for work this morning around 6 30 or 7 and my body battery was recharged to 92. So that gives you a little comparison. I felt felt like death. And, you know, the one thing that I had to look forward to for uh, waking up that next day was a one-hour paddle on flat water <laughs> all the way back to the truck. My hands and my shoulders were so sore from the previous day. But there was one other thing you had. You had a double-shot Starbucks sitting in your bag. <laughs> you saw that. Yeah. So let, let me go through, uh, give you a couple of highlights on this back, uh, this uh, kayaking trip. Okay. So we got there like one, 2 PM, you know, it's a hot part of the day. It's good. You're out on the water. Um, Jason has a really nice kayak, which you saw in the video yeah. it is uh, an old country kayak, I think is the brand. And that thing has a dry well on the back. And so what he does is he puts in a, uh, like a big old Lowe's trash bag, like a giant one. He puts it in the dry well, and then he stores all of his gear in there, ties it up, and closes it. So that is all internal in his kayak behind him. And then in front of him, he has more storage inside right. the kayak. And then behind his seat, he has more storage. Okay, now I don't own a kayak, so I borrowed one off father-in-law. And I borrowed several kayaks. I borrowed this one before. This is a sit on top where Jason's is like kind of like a hybrid. It's a sit in, but it's a hybrid. So mine was sit on top with no internal storage. Well, I take that back. It had one allegedly dry well in between your legs. It was just like a it was like a little circle, maybe. About I like this how big. you use the term allegedly. Oh, dry you're gonna well. find out why. <laughs> you're gonna find out why. So. I have to store my stuff in a trash bag on top of the kayak in the back. There's like one spot where you can store stuff, but it doesn't have enough room that I can even like take the shock cord and stretch it over. I had to go buy um, bungee cords to hook it up. And then I took my cooler, which was an ice mule, and I put it in the other spot. Which Actually is pretty cool it. looking, by the way, the big backpack thing. Yeah, they sent me that ice yeah. mule. You talked boss. about it last week a little bit, and it was cool to actually see it in the video. It worked out great, and it still had some ice in the morning. So I think it would keep stuff cool, even hot outside for like three or four days. And I think Jason used the ice to put out the to make sure that the fire was put out. 
Yeah, he, I'm not going to lie. We were supposed to leave. He told me 8 to 8.30, somewhere in there, um, central time. So yeah. I was like, okay. So he wants to leave 8, 8.30. So I set my alarm for 8. So Jason already had everything packed up and was like starting to load up his kayak before I got out of my hammock. So he he used his water and ice mule and that ice and stuff to put out the fire because I was still laying in bed. Uh, that's well, he knew you weren't feeling well. Yeah, yeah. I was on the struggle bus a little bit. but So we kayaked out to a campsite that he already knew about in a little cove. And um, we pulled up, you know, went for a swim. And it was about an hour paddle. But an hour on the lake paddling, dude, is so different than the river because the river has moving water. And on the yeah. lake, if you're not paddling, then you're not moving. And sometimes right. you'll just be paddling. And then all of a sudden, your kayak will just like, go extremely hard left or right. I don't know if it was the way I had it balanced with my my luggage or if it was like undercurrents in the lake or if it is just like the wind blowing me and catching me. I have no idea. Yeah. Totally ignorant on that stuff. That makes sense. But we kayaked out there, went for a little swim, and um, then we set up camp, hung out, um, May have brought a couple of adult beverages in that little ice cooler, drank those, and um, nighttime fell, and we had a full moon that night. So Jason yeah, and I, before, I saw that. right as the uh, night was about to fall, we were getting a beautiful sunset over the lake. And so we took our kayaks out and hung out and watched the sunset. And then we came back, waited for the stars to come out, and then whenever the moon rose, we took the kayaks back out on the water um, and just checked out, you know, the moon, what stars we could see since it's a full moon. But yeah. Come back to the fire. At that point, made our stakes, went to sleep. And then the next day I had that, uh, <laughs> that iced coffee and one-hour paddle. I actually, I saved that iced coffee for the morning that we left. And okay. then... Uh, I had a cup holder right next to the uh, the dry well. And this thing was like, <laughs> I, I, I tried the dry well, right? Dry well. <laughs> supposed to be dry. Even my father-in-law. <laughs> my father-in-law, who I told you I borrowed the kayak off of, he's like, yeah, you can, you know, put stuff in here. It's a little dry well. I was like, okay, great. Well, I opened it up, tried to put my phone in there. And my phone oh, wouldn't fit. No. What? Yeah. My phone so, didn't fit. It wasn't deep enough. It was wide enough. It was like, uh, I don't know, maybe a four or five inch diameter circle. So it's a drywall that you can't put anything in? No, it wasn't deep enough to fit my phone. I got an iPhone 11 or S or whatever this is. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just like a standard iPhone and it wouldn't fit, thankfully. And, uh, Anything you put in there was definitely getting wet because I opened that sucker up <laughs> and it was just full of water. In fact, this kayak, it's a sit on top, but it has four holes in the bottom of the kayak. So when you sit in it, like it, like it hits a, I don't know how to describe it. There's like a pool of water that you're sitting in, depending on how deep your kayak is in the water. So I don't know if I'll borrow that one again. I might go with the sit in. Yeah, that's funny, man. That's really funny. 
Yeah. So note to self, the sun dolphins don't use the dry wells. Yes. If anything you put in there can and will get soaked. You know, thank God my phone didn't fit. Jason did drop his phone in the water while we were there. He's got like a newer iPhone, maybe yeah. an iPhone 13 or something. Can I just Pro. say something? Yeah. I got like four hours of sleep last night. Yeah. And I did a whole day of work before we got on this this podcast. And you're the only thing keeping me awake right now. <laughs> I do what I can, man. Today was my first full day back to work, too. I am fighting back the yawns the whole time. And it's not you. It's, it's you know, it's not you. It's me. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's run through. I, I wanted to end the show today with uh, a few more of these clips. Oh, I got yeah. two. Yeah, I got two bear clips. We'll end the show with this. I got two bear clips. I have one clip about gear from my life outdoors i got one clip about backpacking food and i got one clip about uh, a dangerous hike so and we need to one... we need to rename this segment will john buy the gear in the video <laughs> you may this is a video about ultralight gear so there might be something in there that tickles your fancy oh yeah i gotta see it man let's do it so which which one do you want to start with you want to go with the bears or do you start right from the, the top, man. Let's start from the top okay. and work our way down. All right. So to set this up, I think these, uh, these may be Russians or, I don't know, Slovakia or something. Somewhere like Eastern Europe, Asia, that area, because you don't see this a whole lot in the U.S. I'll let you just... <laughs> got a bear. It looks like it's killing a man, not actually killing him. Possibly drunk Russian. I don't know. You think the bear looks happy? <laughs> All right, and it just keeps going okay, on like okay, that. Okay, so let's, let's talk uh, about this for a minute. Okay, so my personal opinion on th on that video, that is definitely someone's pet. There's no way that is a wild bear. How many pounds is that bear? Oh, that's a hefty hundred. sucker. Yeah, it, there's no way a bear in the wild is doing that. Plus, that bear looked clean. Bugs. Usually He's... bears in the woods have, like, matted fur and kind of look gross. So I'm not buying that. That's 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 a that's <laughs> someone's a pet, man. That's someone's pet. Yeah, and I try. I looked at the description, and all it does is say video one, video two, and then it has ads. So it's cutest dot underscore dot bear on Instagram. Okay, I buy that. I buy that it's a cutest bear. I'm still not gonna go pet it. I want to see another bear video. Yeah, let's do it. All right, uh, this guy. This is by CBS News, and this guy's holding bear spray. He's having an interaction with the bear. So it has a description if anybody wants to look at it on Instagram, but uh, it's long. Enjoy. Hey, bear. The bear's kind it's of okay. approaching him, but walking around. Hey, bear. 
when I stepped off the trail, um, it went off the trail as well and started following me. So that was at that point that I knew that I was in a um, different bear encounter that I had ever had before. Oh, bear. This guy's a wildlife hey. photographer. Hey, this is at Saskatchewan okay. Prince Albert National Park. Uh, it says he tried to discourage the bear. That's when I uh, changed tactics. I had my bear spray um, ready to spray at the bear. Oh, it was very effective and it sent the bear running immediately and I was able to get back to my car safe and sound. There you go. Good bear. Good bear. Wow. Yeah. So Basically, bear spray works? Well, it worked for him in that case, um, but that bear spray typically when I've seen it shot, it is uh it's like very direct. It's like a kind of like a water hose. Yeah. Like a, a jet stream. Uh, yeah. But that looked like this was just kind of like a mist, and he didn't spray very much of it, and the bear looked like it just scared it off. Very cool, man. That was that was pretty cool, actually. So you got another one for me? Uh, Yeah, let's do the gear one next, My Life Outdoors. Steven. Everything I take when I go ultralight backpacking. But first, what even is ultralight backpacking? Well, generally speaking, ultralight is where everything you carry on your back weighs less than 10 pounds, except for food, fuel, and water. Those don't count. A 22-ounce backpack. A 13.7-ounce tent. Ten stakes that weigh a half ounce each. Sleeping pad that weighs 11 ounces. A backpacking quilt that weighs 17 ounces. A pillow that weighs less than 3 ounces. A titanium cook pot that weighs less than 4 ounces. A stove that weighs 25 grams. A fuel canister that weighs 6 ounces and a lighter that weighs 11 grams. A water filter that weighs 3.4 ounces, and it's squeeze bag. First aid kit that weighs 3.4 ounces. Satellite communicator that weighs five ounces. A headlamp that weighs 2.6 ounces. Toilet paper, 1.6 ounces. A warm fleece, 9.5 ounces. A down jacket, eight ounces. A rain jacket, 5.8 ounces. A nylon flume bag that weighs less than one ounce. And a chair that only weighs one pound. That's right, even when I go ultra light, I still take a chair. All this together weighs 8.5 pounds and fits easily inside this backpack. Thanks for watching and be sure to follow for even more tips and tricks about backpacking. If you would leave that up there while we're talking, because I want to be able to see the gear. I'll mute it, but I want to see like some of the gear brands because I saw he had a, uh, a Z-Pax um, backpack. That's an Arcall. Yeah, that's yeah, the, the Arcall Ultra. That's the Arcall Ultra. It's the same pack I use. Look like his that's tent. A Z -Pack, is a Z that's a Z-Pax tent. Those are the MSR Groundhogs. That's an Etherlite. He's got the Thermarest. Thermarest Etherlite. I'm, I'm guessing sure that's that's probably like an Enlightened Equipment quilt. Would be my yeah, guess. whatever it is, it looks like a really light, but it says three pounds. Oh, that's a total weight. Now. Yeah, it's it's probably like an Enigma or a Revelation quilt. That's the Outdoor Vitals. So he uses yeah, the, the Outdoor pillow. Vitals pillow. Okay, I gotta be straight about something. Yeah, I love Outdoor Vitals. Uh huh. I hate their pillow. Like, they send free pillow with a lot of stuff. Yeah, they used to. I don't know if they still do, but I love everything else they make pretty much. I don't like that pillow, man. I like the 40s tent. I've got the 40s tent. I think the tent's great. Um, I like all their clothes they're coming out with. Their jackets. Oh, yeah. Stuff's they awesome. They make a lot of good stuff. But Dude, that I pillow, think with your companies, you're always yeah. going to find stuff. That you, you'll find a million things that you like, but there's always with every company, there's going to be stuff you don't like. Jason, just go back and restart the whole pillow program <laughs> and come really up with something new. Like, that, like, the, here's my problem with the pillows. 
the inflatable ones just aren't uh, comfortable enough to me. So, you know, I'm like you said earlier, I'm a bigot. So that's why I don't, I, I use that for between my legs because I have one of those outdoor vitals and they also make one that's exactly the same, except it's one of the neck pillows like you'd use on an airplane. This same is the thing. little pillow I've been using lately. It's that the, one got foam in it. It's the Eros premium pillow from sea to summit. Uh, -huh. dude, I never got these Eros pillows in the past because I just thought it was stupid to pay that much for one of these. And then finally I was like, you know, I need to at least try one. Yeah. And this is probably my favorite little pillow right now. So I like those arrows. That's a nice pillow, man. I'm just saying. Of the blow up uh, ones, I like it. He's tokes. got a tokes, yep, little tokes titanium. And BRS, that's a BRS. It looks like. Yeah, BRS stove. And that's and uh, those BRS are super, super light. And there's the Less blue lighter. Man. Yep. You got the platypus, quick, quick draw, draw bag that comes with Okay, it. stop him for a second. Stop him for a second. Okay, so I don't – okay, so so a lot of people, like, rag on the Sawyer bags, right? Yeah. Because they don't like them. And a lot of people rag on those other bags. I, I don't understand why people use the bags with the small holes in them when you can get, like, the Kanaka ones that open up huge and they're so easy to get water in. I know why people don't use them. Money? Yeah. It's an extra thing that you have to buy. And people are like, okay, like when I got a Sawyer – and I was first starting backpacking. I'm like, it comes with everything I need. And then you don't even right. know that there are other things that you could buy. And then we learn it. Like I still haven't bought one of the Canucks and I've been on a million trips with all different people, including you that use them. And I'm like, every time I see you use it or every time I like fill up somebody's water to help them out, I'm like, man, this is so convenient. I should buy one of these. But then you go home and you're like, eh, what I'm using that nah, works. It's good enough. Well, I like them so much. I actually bought one for backpacking with Jason, sir. I know, and he's still using it, dude. He's eternally grateful dude, for that. that thing, those things are awesome. And and he was, I, I wouldn't say he was talking smack about it, but he was like, I don't understand the big deal. Well, I was like, well, I'm going to buy him one. <laughs> and then he learned. And he loves it, dude. I, I'm telling you, they're great. They're, they're the best. To me, they're the best dirty water bags. I've got two right now, and I haven't had the pinholes that a lot of other people have had. So... I'll I say that, and I'll probably happen on my next trip. But I had a pinhole in multiple Sawyers and a platypus, so yeah. all of them can get pinholes. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, the standardized medical kits here? He's got the, a medical kit, 0.5. My uh, guess is medical kits. he probably just kept the bag. Because here's the thing. Look at this. Um, what do you got? I have the medical kit 1.0, and it's like – a lot of the same stuff, just got a little extra in there. The yeah, mine's sitting little... around here somewhere. I've got an old one. Oh, what? Med kit? Yeah, I can't find it. I thought it was sitting here next to me. It's not. But uh, I actually have to get a new bag because it's getting holes in it. And it rained one day and everything inside of it got soaking wet. You should get you one of these, dude. It's bright yellow, so it's easy to find. And uh, anybody can grab it anytime. You'd be like, can you get the yeah. med kits? You know, the one I had was made by the same company. Yeah, they're they're pretty good kits. I took yeah. one with me on the Camino, and I've been using it for a while. And it has about everything you'd need in there. It's even got tweezers and stuff. Or, well, um, and I would guess Steven probably replaced stuff and put stuff that he wants in it in it instead. Yeah, that's what I do. But if you're just like <laughs> a beginner starting out, 
it's yeah. a pretty good standard kit. And then once you figure out the stuff that you use a lot, then you kind of dump some of the stuff that you don't you don't use as much. Yeah. Some people are very adamant, like you need blood clot stop. You need like um, you need something to make a tourniquet out of. Blah 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 blah. But I feel like um, some people don't know how to use that equipment. And yeah. they're not going to educate themselves on it. So it's almost a waste to bring it. Because you're, if you're in a situation where you need it and you don't know how to use it, then like what was the point in having it in the first place? Yeah. But don't listen to me. Don't listen to me, folks. Buy whatever we never you do. want. We never Talk do. to your doctor. <laughs> Talk to uh, whoever you need to about whatever you need to do to learn how to use this stuff. All right. He's got the Zolio. I know you've worked with them before. Yep, um, I love you- it. I still use my Zolio. Three years later, still using it. It lets you text that kind of stuff out in the back country without with just GPS satellite, right? Yep. And then um, he's got the Petzl headlamp, some toilet paper. Yep. And then he, he shows his clothes as well. Now that's the Mountain Hardware Ghost Whispers, Frog Togs, Rain Jacket, the uh, fleece. Was that uh was that a it melly? Almost like, it almost looked like a melly, but I don't know if they make a fleece. I don't know. I know they do the hoodies. Yeah. And then he's got uh, a bag liner. That's the Nile of Flume. Yeah. Bag liner. And then his chair. Of course, chair zero. All right. Let's run Let's run through these other two and then wrap up the show. I'm going to end the show with the uh, dangerous height. Have you checked out the Helinox chair zero L? No. Make us big there so I can see what you're holding. Make us big? Yeah, like right that. now we're showing my um, we're sharing my screen. Look, we're bigger now. What is that? Uh, the Helinox Chair Zero L. Oh, you, is that your invention? Did you buy one of your inventions? I did. I bought the thing that I made Helinox make. You know, I actually get thank yous online for coming up with that, and that Helinox like Helinox actually took my opinion on that, which is really funny. So, I love it, man. And the Big Agnes chair. You got that one as well, don't you? Now, the Big Agnes chair is my favorite. Yeah, that one, that is the best chair out there right now as far as I'm concerned. I think it's a Skyline UL. Great chair. I think you let me sit in that at the last uh, Red River Gorge meetup. Yeah, you in, and outside of the high back chairs, it was your favorite. Yes. Yeah, because it sits so tall. Yeah, it's 15 inches off the ground. All right, you ready to see what this girl eats on trail? Oh, man. More than anything in this world. You ready to get diabetes by watching? I want to get the diabetes. Diabetes. So this is Juliet Pisner. Um, and she's answering the question, what kind of food do you bring for like a five-month backpacking trip? So I guess she's CDT or PCT because it says right. something about Mexico. Is everything I ate in a day on my hike from Mexico to Canada. I'd start the day with a protein bar and electrolytes. Then I'd pack up and start the walking thing. Breakfast number two is usually cold-soaked oats topped with chia seeds and dried fruit. Gotta say, I am a fan of the second breakfast. A big, big fan. I just don't understand why she made the word hiking so much longer. <laughs> I don't know. She, she really could have just said, and then I start hiking. Instead, she said, then I start <gasps> the walking thing. That takes way more breath and way more syllables than just saying, I started hiking. I think it's fun. You be you, Juliet. Yeah, whatever. And of course, coffee. I'd hike some more while eating many snacks along the way, including my favorite, peanut butter pretzels. For lunch, I love to pack out fresh avocados and greens to add to sandwiches or... Okay, tell me that lunch doesn't look amazing. 
Tell me how you've got fresh avocados and greens if you're on a five month hike. Well, she's like me, be fresh I, for I, like I, a day, right? No, I'm in your backpack. That stuff stays pretty cool. Like I, my spinach and tomatoes and stuff would last several days, like two or three days. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You stick it in your backpack and I don't know. It probably depends on your hikes. Like if she's out in the desert or something, the sun just beating down in your backpack might not be good. But yeah. anytime you bury stuff pretty deep in there, I think it stays pretty cool. But I could also see a day where she opens up that avocado and it's just mush. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, you're talking tomatoes. I just can't imagine them not getting like squished. Being well, stuffed I did down in a cherry, backpack. I did cherry tomatoes and then I just oh, sliced them okay. in half. And then you could do several cherry tomatoes. You can just pop them in your mouth for a snack too. Oh but yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, that lunch looks really good. The bagel with the meat, cheese. It does. And, yeah, rocks and always more electrolytes. I'd snack on some energy chews whenever I had a big afternoon climb, then reward myself at the top with snacks like this PB&J creation and more PB pretzels because I love them. Finally, at camp, my go-to dinner was ramen, tuna, and Oreos surrounded by the trail fam. This is Okay, please please tell me the Oreos were not mixed with the ramen and the tuna. I hope not. Did you see, that? <laughs> Did you see her, um, her little taco that she made? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that looked pretty good. That was the diabetes I was talking about. But yeah, yeah do not dude. mix your ramen and Oreos. Well, Hopefully she was not. eating like healthier stuff too, though. So, I mean, give her some props. I'm just trying to figure out how you keep avocados and all that stuff from being just nasty after a couple of days. Well, like I said, I think it stays pretty cool in your backpack. But, might, uh, yeah. yeah, look at that. She's got peanut butter, jelly. And then peanut M and M's. Is that jelly? Sprinkle okay, up. I'm looking. It I almost looks like it's chocolate syrup. Yeah, it says here more PB pretzels. Oh, oh PB and J creation. Okay, PB so it is jelly. Yeah, yeah. PB pretzels. She loves the PB pretzel, which those are pretty good. It's like good. pretzel pretzel box yeah. stuff. All right. Um, and then the last one I wanted to show you was this dangerous hike. Okay. Uh, a dot Hoyt, H O Y T. All right. This is Mount Perceval Cave Root. Make sure it's and not it, unmuted. Oh, I muted it. Hold on. Have you hiked this terrifying trail in New Hampshire? It's called the Mount Percival Boulder Cave Route, and you'll find it, of course, on Mount Percival. The terrifying main attraction of this hike is the Boulder Cave, which has a shockingly small entrance squeeze and an even more terrible exit squeeze. Luckily, you can stand up comfortably while inside the cave and are rewarded with the most scenic lake view at the summit for your efforts. Have you hiked this channel? What'd you think about that? I, I think I need to lose a few pounds and go hike it. That's what I think. <laughs> you think you're going to squeeze through there? Not uh, right now. I'm not, but I bet I could. That looks tight for a guy like me, man. That is tough. Dude, that looks I awesome. I think I might be able to squeeze. Dude, he's got I'm tons of room on either side of him, man. He's, it's not that bad. Yeah, I get a little claustrophobic in those positions. Oh, dude, I'd cheer you on. I really like. I really do like the view at the top, though. Yeah, it's like a, a good reward for hiking up there. The best views are the ones you earn, no doubt about it. Four point three miles. 
a, a thousand mile or a thousand feet of gain, not a thousand miles. They put us in space. <laughs> <laughs> now that How would be the ultimate time, hike. Man? That's the ultimate hike right there. How long does it say we've been recording for? Oh, at least two or three hours. Two or three hours? An hour and three minutes. We're good. Oh, well, <laughs> man, I'll tell you what. I, I love hearing your stories. And I, I love uh, checking out the videos. But right now, all I'm thinking is I want to try out my new trial. That's oh, all I'm thinking about, man. Yeah, call back from last week. The so, trial. Dude, this, I'm telling you, I can't wait. This is going to be fun to use. If, if Tim Watson was still making videos, Tim Watson. <laughs> That'd Tim, be his next video. This right here. You need to try out the pack trial because you're the trial guy. I bet you'd like him. So. Hey, can, can I uh, say one more thing before we wrap here? Buddy, you can say whatever the heck you want. All right. Last thing. Last week, I put out that video, and then I was like, hmm, it's not doing super great. And then I checked it this morning, dude. Yeah. I wanted to have a little celebration for myself. My video reached 16,000 views. I couldn't believe it. Nice, man. That's awesome. Yes. It's wonderful. I'm happy. I'm back in the YouTube game after taking a break from... Uh, from it to do the Camino and just basically doing Instagram that whole time. Yeah. But uh, I'm now beginning editing on my Camino videos and well, should have four of those coming out. Can I tell you my excitement? Yes, I'd love to hear it. I got an email from, from the federal government. Oh. And the email said, you are qualified for full student loan debt forgiveness. No way. Yeah, dude. Okay, so get this. So I, I graduated college over 20 years ago. Yeah. Because I'm old as dirt. And uh, I have paid back my student loans twice, basically, with what I've paid into them. But mm -hmm. because of interest and all those things, I, I still owe more than what I borrowed. Yeah. And so uh, the, new, the new law that got put into place last year says if you've paid more than 20 years and up to so many payments – then you qualify for loan forgiveness. And so my loans are gone, man. <laughs> I think you deserve a bigger celebration than me. Cause I'm that telling is you, like, there's some serious excitement about to happen in this house. Let me tell you, it's nice. All right. It Next nice. meal's on John. All hey, right. Yep. On the backpacking podcast credit card. Ring it up, baby. Ring it up. <laughs> well, with that said, for myself and Jeremiah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you on the next one. Yeah, adios, folks.